like tasty beers Open up your mouth holes And open up your ears For... edition <laughs> of sexy time on oh, a very sexy edition of boobs boobs and boobs boobs and boobs boobs and boobs boobs and boobs melissa and vanessa are doing a show with with boobs that they have they each have two of them two of them so we're now calling it boobs and boobs and boobs and because boobs. Bob's and boobs. A boob. <laughs> yeah. Because there's four boobs. Listen right. up, and everybody. Bob. Boob. Uh, I Prepare feel like for anyone. ear pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like between your uh, raspy my, voice over there, my sexy time, and voice. my brain bruisery, it's this like could be a real. Fun I episode. know. I was like, this is maybe a low energy episode. <laughs> I'm going to apologize to all of our listeners for the things you're about the the scratchiness that you're hearing. Yeah, Melly went to see San her Diego. baseball man's, and we won, and it was amazing. And but she got voice so left. excited. She, she threw got so her excited. voice at them. She, yeah, I did. I was like, took the whole thing voice. out. You get it. Take it. I don't need it. Not that I talk for a living. Yeah, it's not like I'm trying to do a podcast tomorrow. <laughs> Look, decisions were made. <laughs> Am I proud of them? No. no. Would I do them again? Yes. 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 If it means that my brew teams would win again. My brew boys. I will say, I do I love do that you go to the baseball. You love the baseball. Love That's the baseball. great. I like that your team is the brew, is the beer team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course it's, it is. Of course it is. I mean, it's from where you're from, but it's also... also we're the fighting beers. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would watch that team. Yes, as you should. Yeah. Like, they we're are. the Imperial IPAs. Yeah. You'd be like, hell yeah. yeah. We're the Stouts, and it's it. just a bunch of little fat guys with mustaches. Yeah. That's a little... The IPAs just go around. Their uh, their baseball bats are just pine trees. Pine trees. Oh, yeah. Smack them into people. Yeah. yeah. They don't actually hit the ball. They just hit you in the mouth. Yeah. They just go around <laughs> smacking you in the face. I'd watch that. With Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'd watch it. Farmhouse sales. We're the farmhousers. I don't know what they would do. Yeast. They throw they just throw, throw yeast, yeast all over you. Yeah. Yeast infections for everyone. They don't have a lot of fans. No. <laughs> they don't. No. Fans thin in the stands yeah. today. Uh, on yeast infections. It's a beautiful day for a yeast baseball. <laughs> oh, God. Yeast ball. Yeast, yeast ball. ball. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was thinking more just throw barns at them, but you know, yeah. yeast, that's cool too. Yeah, I, I made it super gross. No, I'm glad you again, did. Again, again, I don't regret it and I'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, podcast of no regrets. Yep, this is the podcast where we say shit we don't, don't regret. regret. <laughs> Never fucking deal with it. That's right, betchas. Oh, uh, that's not true though, because this is the Booze and Brews podcast. Yes, hi. Hi. No, we are the fantastic podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. And the magically appropriate beers. <laughs> oh, oh she just blasted a freedom oh. rocket across when the table. It's time to change. You're like the Brady Bunch boy. Yeah. It's like going through puberty. Puberty. Look, Melly's just going through puberty. Her balls are finally dropping. <laughs> fine. 34 years going later. From a tanner to a baritone. And that's it's fine. It's totally normal for girls, women in their mid 30s. In their mid 30s to grow testicles that will descend. Yeah. Um 
That's your, what's happening to me right now. I'm learning ovaries, a lot today. Your ovaries are drying up. It's testicle time. It's te- <laughs> Welcome to Testy Town. <laughs> testy Town. Boobs and boobs and boobs and boobs and, and Testy Town. <laughs> boobs and boobs and boobs and boobs and testies, testies, testies. This testies. week on Quadruple B, <laughs> it's me, Guy Fieri, oh going to Testy Town. To Flavor Town. To Flavor Town. Those are the same place, really. Oh, really? That's thanks, thanks, friend. Flavored testies. I, I'm telling you, every joke I'm coming up with in my head th- today is it's just, just disgusting. <laughs> I think because my brain is still not working very well, I literally just say the first thing that pops into my head, and the vagina, the 11 year old boy that lives in my head, thinks <laughs> yeast is funny. He's real funny. He's like a lot of that to look forward to, guys. Good. Yeah. It's gonna be good. There's gonna be hemorrhoid jokes, I'm sure. Oh yeah. I mean, look, smart Vanessa was also a fan of hemorrhoid jokes. Remember butt nipples? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I waited until you had beard around. I saw you look over and I was, I was like, like, I'm just sipping. Remember butt nipples? Bob. <laughs> and I did the moment you mentioned it. You're like, why? As yes, I was I drinking a yeah. beer. Yeah. No, we are not talking about butt nipples today. No, we're not talking about butt nipples. Butt missiles. Oh. Butt missiles. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about butt missiles. That's on a very yeah. special pooping episode of oh Booze God. and Brews. Butt missiles. Huh, how do you even butt start? missiles and you guys this is rough. This is gonna be. It's, it's fine. It's dark days, it's man. Dark. It's dark. No, we're fine. It's okay. Right. Hey, listeners. So, I reconcussed myself. Yeah. Over the two week break. Yeah. We did a double up. I decided that it was so much one fun. The first concussion was I just pile enough. another one on top of it because that's fun. Yeah. And the doctors told me I have to stop hitting myself in the head. Yeah. That was my, that Thank was you. the medical advice I was given. You're double cushed. Yeah. I'm, I'm double, double cushed. cushed. <laughs> double cushed. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, my so, yeah, brain no. is broken. Melly's voice is broken. I feel like a million bucks. Hey, Bob, guess hey, who's mate, doing- this is the episode where Bob has to research his story. Mm. Mr. Dustin asked you to do it. Yeah. So. He did ask me that, didn't he? Yep. Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to do that now? Yeah, right yeah. now. We're right, right on now. the fly? We're going to let you research his story Cool. Now. I'm just going to read Wikipedia articles <laughs> to you over the internet. <laughs> You're just going to reenact an episode of Ghost Adventures. Yeah. And then Baggins walks in. And, and then he's, he's like, like his baseball cap, but it's like turn a quarter sideways because that's so much cooler. And he's, to- wearing, and he's wearing his cool glasses. Yeah. Because he's an intellectual he's as yeah. well as a DJ. Yeah. Because he's outside. DJ. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's like, and then this is the one where he like used a different type of gel. Yeah. And so with the gel being different, his hair. I thought it gave his hair a little like bit of lift. Sperm. Some volume. Yeah. Uh, he didn't try and sexually assault any underage prostitutes. There were no prostitutes. Yeah. It was ghost disappointing, prost- really. Yeah. But he did try to stick it in a ghost prostitute. Yeah. So let's, you know. We've all then, been there, and though, then haven't Aaron we, had all of his energy stolen. All of them. And then and he, like, exactly freaked out. him for it. Yep. And then stuck him in, like, a, what do they call them? Little oh. body containers. Body in containers. In the morgue. It's a body container. Yeah. It's a body Tupperware. The freezer. It's a body wear. The, body freezer. The body freezer. Yeah. Yeah. The walk-in. Yeah, the, the walk-in. The person yeah. drawer. Yeah, the person drawer. The, the person drawer. <laughs> yeah. These are all words. That's, yes. where you, that's where you put the dead bodies to proof. Oh, gotcha. When Bef- you want it dry bottle aged. conditioned and barrel aged. Exactly. Yeah. When you want it uh, drawer aged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's why they put the tags on him. The, yeah, let to you let know you know how long he's been laying yeah, there. How long he's, he's been, been there. cooking. He's yeah. been fermenting. He has in his own gross juices. Oh, guys, this is a gross episode. This is on a very gross episode of boobs and boobs and boobs and <laughs> testes. So gross. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, apologies to I all mean, of our listeners. Can... But thank you, listener Dustin, for yeah. sending, you sent us an episode uh, idea. idea. That's right. That's what that word is. 
we we're gonna do it it's in the queue we're working on it that's right we're also still working on listener ashley's suggestion yep working on it done it's gonna happen yep we got a new review on the tunes of i thank you so thanks chris thanks thanks bruh Brought your your stuff's gonna come yeah soon. or send you stuff we're gonna send you rad stuff yeah and thank you special shout out to listener Amy oh, and Amy. listener Ashley mm-hmm. who both of them are the only fucking fuckos who offered to send us to Germany to yeah drink beer. yeah for the rest so of you people so the rest of you sit on it and rotate that's right Amy and Ashley you've now moved up. That's in right. the hierarchy of listeners, of listeners. You're, you're, <laughs> there can only be one though. So the meteoric rise. The two of you and Dustin gotta fight it out. Oh yeah, this is gonna, gonna be. Win. It's gonna be fun. Who's who's Sean Connery? Who's uh, what's his face from the Clay McLeod? Uh, this is Highlander shit. I have no idea. Literally, I as you said Highlander, my brain went quantum leap. Sure. <laughs> not sure. in is any not way in the same thing. No. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek Enterprise, so yeah. I think my brain is just stuck on Scott, Scott Bakula. Bakula. <laughs> it's fine. That's like say special shout out to Hollywood Paranormal, the nicest podcast oh, yes. in the universe. Thank oh my you. god, you're so sweet. They gave us these adorable little sockies yep. that have little ghosts <laughs> on them and they say, let's get sheet faced. <laughs> and that is delightful because if what thing we love most are pods. Our ghosts and, and getting sheet faced. Yes. That's right. Sheet faced. Yeah, they're oh. super cute. Thank you guys so much. We're gonna once we can all wear them on the same day, we're gonna take a picture of right. yeah. them. They're super cute socks. Yes. And also uh, soups comfy. Yeah. They're like my feet are luxuriating right now. Oh my god. So Oh my god. Soft socks. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, so, hey Bombus socks. Sponsor our podcast. Sponsor our podcast. Sponsor we, our podcast. Do you struggle to get that one out there? Um no, we always double cuss. <laughs> double cuss, man. It's rough. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I lost the word for vodka and the closest I could come was it's tequila but not. <laughs> Remember? I, I was like, you know, it's like it's it's like tequila but not. Remember you lost the word for Oreo? I did me? lose the word for Oreo. Disc earlier. cookies? Disc no, I yeah, was they like, were it's like a cookie with a sandwich. And you're and like, it's like a puck. It's, it's like, like a the, disc. Yeah, it's like a and Melly just named every possible sandwich cookie ever. But, but not Oreo. But not Oreo. So she didn't have the word either. So don't feel that bad. It's fine. Yeah. Ha. 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 Bringing it back around. Yeah. Thanks, podcast we're, mom. Thank you. Uh, we're going to do an episode. Yeah, we are. And in honor of on March 22nd. Which was. Which just happened. Which was last week. Yeah. Which is uh, the day that. The greatest Shall day live ever. in infamy. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, was the day that they ended prohibition. They said, you know what? This Woo-hoo! was a real bad idea. And, and re- I thank you for it. I mean, really, it's the day they ended prohibition of beer, specifically. Okay, again, it's a day that yeah. I, I need. It's a real good day. Real so good. in honor of that, we decided to do prohibition era ghosts. Correct. Which turned out to be harder. Way harder. Than anticipated. Yeah. Because you know the biggest names of the prohibition? Al Capone, yep. which we've kind of done twice. Yeah. Yep. Um... And and that's kind of like it, we touched on the St. Valentine's Day massacre before. Yeah, like none of the Untouchables haunt anywhere. Um, they're just dead. And then the rest are just like speakeasies, and they're like, it's a lady in a red dress, and she's from the twenties. I'm like, that's not a good ghost story. And she's no. trying to get liquored up, but she can't do it because there's no beer. She has unfinished booze to drink. Yeah, <laughs> unfinished boozeness. And then I got excited. Unfinished <laughs> boozeness. Holy shit! Ah! ah! That was good. That was good. Now I want Bob to draw a ghost in a red dress that says, I have unfinished boozeness. 
And all she has to have giant boobs. She has oh, to yeah. have boobs and boobs and boobs and boobs. She has to have like quadruple boobs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it was very, very difficult. I started researching a story that all of a sudden sounded real fucking familiar. Oh, yeah. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, it's because we've already done it. Yeah. Melly was like, I think she was like, I found a story. You did this story. You did this story. Cause and I, I was, I was like, like haunted bathroom shoes in the sink. I was like, that's the one. Yeah. Shaker cigar bar. That's right. Which we did for haunted uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So if you haven't heard that one, go back and listen. Yeah. There's a little girl who haunts a bathroom and there's shoes in the sink. She leaves shoes in the sink. I got to shoes in the sink and 16 year old prostitute. And I was like, this sounds awfully familiar. Yeah. I mean, sadly, 16 year old prostitute is not exclusive to one ep- no. episode of this show. No, it's not. There was a lot of 16-year-old, you know, never mind. Ladies of the night. Yes, thank you. Ladies of the night. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so we had trouble. And then I went down a path of, well, I'm going to do Dillinger because yeah. he haunts everywhere. And then when I started to do research on Dillinger himself, he was sort of in prison for most of Prohibition. So he kind of doesn't yeah. have Doesn't any, really count. He didn't, and he was like a bank robber. He didn't really do any yeah. rum running. So I was like, God Shit. damn it. Shit. I was like, he's a mobster from the fucking 20s and 30s. Nah. How do you have nothing to do with the fucking prohibition? He had no good boo stories. You stupid fucking Dillinger. You animal. We will do him one day, though, because there are good ghost stories. He fucking haunts everywhere. And he started his life in crime with his good buddy, Ed Singleton. My Uncle oh. Ed. Yay, Uncle Ed. Yeah. He's not actually my uncle. You made oh. quite the face. Bob did no. make the face. He was like, no. wait, what? I was no. like, this is incredible. No. My no. father is adopted, so no one's name is Singleton. Oh, okay. Got it. Fine. 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 Good. I mean, it's all right. Uh, but so, yeah. So yeah. Well, someday we will do him, but not for prohibition because he has no. nothing to fucking do no. with it. So basically. But Melly's got a story. That yeah. Does what have kind, something what to kind of prohibition ghost do we have? We, uh, so as we were telling you how difficult it was, please enjoy the ones that we did find for you. And if you don't, well, pfft, on you. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm going to lead to lead us off here. Yeah. Top of the first. Lead, lead, lead it right yeah. off. Top of the first. The, Up first. Prohibition wristwatch. Melly Mellington. My prohibition ghost is based in the Casablanca Inn in St. Augustine, Florida. Casablanca. Casablanca. Is there a guy named Sam on the piano? Yeah. Does he just play it again and again and again? He just on repeat. Is it a gin joint? Is it the only, is it It, all the gin gin joints joints in all the world? world? Yes. Yes, and Nazis are coming. Ah, Nazis. Which is is weird because it's prohibition era. Nazis weren't a thing. During this, this oh, they were. A- I have Nazis in my story. Oh, really? Well then. Well, let's go. Ah! Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Take it. I guess I'll see your Nazis. I'll raise you one. I'll raise you Adolf Hitler. Um, I won't have him. I am Goebbels. Oh. <laughs> no. No Nazi. Ding dong. No Adolf. No. No Adolf. No. The Casablanca Inn, which is located, as I said, in St. Augustine, Florida, was originally built in 1914 and is in the Mediterranean Revival style, which basically Gross. is a real fancy way that... It's Scarface House. Of only. No, it relied or drew heavily on the style of European palaces and seaside villas and was very, very popular during this time um, in California and Florida. It's kind of like Everything's how made out of tile that has like a lot of blue on it. Yeah. 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 So they were just A like, lot of terracotta. Yeah. It was just, it was very blue, Earthy very, tones. It was very pretty. It was basically our way of trying to be fancier than what we really it are. Pots with nothing Especially in them. Especially Florida. That, yeah. I mean, that could be our tagline. America trying to be fancier than we actually are. Yeah. That's <laughs> actually it could gonna be our biography. It could certainly be the tagline for fucking Florida. <laughs> yes. And that is exactly what this building was trying to do. Um, so the inn has 22 rooms. And oh, it's little. It's a little tiny like bed and breakfast type thing. Right, and it faces right. um, the bay and the lighthouse. Now, if you remember. Is it sitting on the dock of the bay? 
I wish. Okay. Is it watching the tide, tide roll by? Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah, can. roll away. You, is it is it just wasting time? It's just wasting I'm. Time. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You gave a little. I'm. I'm sorry. I made that whole thing happen. <laughs> yeah. No. So. <laughs> It faces the bay in the lighthouse. And if you recall an earlier episode, Vanessa talked about the haunted St. Augustine lighthouse. Oh, so I did. I did that. They did a thing. You did do a thing. Is this that same lighthouse? You're it just is. taking so all my incredible. fucking stories, bitch. I am just calling <laughs> back She's building off story. of them. We're, we're world building here. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So imagine Fine. super haunted St. Augustine, Florida. So you have this in which looks at the lighthouse, which is haunted. So it's like you have ghosts basically looking at each other. It's like the jets... And the sharks. And the sharks. And they're trying to snap their fingers, sharks. but they're fucking but they're incorporeal. Fucking, yep. But they can't, can't snap. That's really humid. Yeah. So lighthouse and an inn. They don't have fingers. Anyway. <laughs> it's not the fingerlings. Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah. Uh, when the inn was first built, it was called the Montazas Hotel um, after what the does, bay that the oh, I was so like, what Montazas Bay. It's yeah. of course the Bay of Montazas. Yes, Montazas. We have yeah. muy Montazas. Uh, lots yes. of Fantasmas in Montazas Hotel. That's Manzanas. Close enough. Good enough. Um, <laughs> so what's, in, what's banana? Platano. Banana. Banana. <laughs> Good on you, banana. <laughs> 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 She's got unfinished boozness and a good on ya, banana. Good on ya, banana. No, oh, so in man. 1920, the Montazas Hotel was uh, purchased by a little old lady whose name I was not Who able lived to. lived in a shoe? She did. She had all these she kids. Had so many children, she just didn't, didn't know, know what, what to do. do. So she bought a 22 room villa. Yeah. So she did. That's a good move. <laughs> yeah. If you have smart, how much children? Plus, it's across from a haunted lighthouse, but I think had kids, right? Yeah. It was like ghost kids. Yeah. No, that was your haunted lighthouse. There's ghost kids in here, too. Oh, oh yeah. Ghost kids everywhere, yay. It's been a while since we've done dead children. Mm. Um, This is very light on the dead children ground, though. Um, <laughs> okay. There's only a couple. It's only a It's not that many it's dead just kids. Fine. Not we've had more dead it's kids, It's got a smattering of dead yes. children. So it was purchased by a little old widow whose name I wasn't able to find and deep Googan. Okay. I didn't even. Let's I call do her it. Edna. Oh, see, I called oh. her Mrs. Dead Husband. Okay, Mrs. Dead. So Edna she's Dead like, Husband. Edna Dead Husband. Thank you. Usband. Usband. So, um, Edna, Edna Dead Usband. Ed, my name is Edna, Edna Dead Usband. Dead Usband. Uh, she changed the name to the. Welcome to my inn. To my to the Bayfront Boarding House. So she actually changed it from an inn to a boarding house, and that's where she started taking in some children at that time. Um, and then it was also. You know, she would take traveling salesmen. I'm like, I am confused about her motivations for taking in children yeah. in a boarding house. Yeah. The parents are dead because this is a time in like the, what, 1920s where a lot of people would just get sick and die. And so I, I think they're like little old orphans. So she's children. just like, she's making it like an orphanage. She's not like making them pay room and board. No, she's no, not no, like, no. go sell papes on the corner. It's a nickel a night, bitch. Or you yeah, sleep on no, the street. This isn't newsies. Like, they're, this is, no. <laughs> She would just take in a couple children, but for the most part, she just kind of ran a boarding house um, where uh, people would be, the people who would stay there are traveling salesmen, um, the occasional uh, fed who was trying to crack down on the dr- uh, booze smuggling. Okay, makes sense. That started, you know, during the beginning of Prohibition. Yeah, 1920 started the Prohibition. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, but uh, Edna was no dummy. Uh, she knew that even though the uh, dumbest law in the history of laws, the 18th, no, 18th repealed it. Or is it the 19th? No, and it's the 18th. 18th. It's the 21st repeals it. That yeah. So, yeah. I got a background on prohibition in my story, guys. Good. Yeah, you'll so we'll stick be around history for later. history yes. later. Um, she 
couldn't pass up the opportunity to make fat stacks because it was also during this time that she oh, ran Edna into some... Edna who's been rolling in the dough, Yeah, man. she's trying like, to get paid. Well, she was. She ran into financial troubles during this well, time. You well, you yeah, can't I... get a bunch of kids who can't pay. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's not a good business model. Yeah. It's not, but you know Would what Would not kickstart that. No. Well, the good business model is the fact that Prohibition the IPO was went poorly. <laughs> yeah. And now you've got like booze smugglers because you're in Florida. You're yeah. on the coast. Mm-hmm. They like to bring in rum. I bet cops don't stop yeah. children. Put them to work. They did. I'm a terrible human being. You're bag. terrible. <laughs> um, no. So what she and she knew that there were feds that were staying at her boarding house. Oh. So what she so decided, she could just kill them. So yeah. What she decided she'd to be do, like, oh, alligator ate him. Oops. No, she was to help the rum runners bring the booze into Florida. So what she would do. Um, is she would set up a system where when there weren't any G-men, mm-hmm. G-spot men. Mm-hmm. I Wow, I said G-spot men and I realized I made the same joke right there. Good <laughs> uh, job, me. Um, she would swing it's her... It's almost m- like you're the same person. And it's almost like you wrote your notes. <laughs> it's like I, I'm in my own head. Yeah. I don't know how that happens. Um, but she uh, would swing a lantern from the top of her inn oh. to let the rum runners know there are no... One if by oh, land. Very Paul Revere of her. Two right? if by sea. I'm going to sneeze. Blood and I on the opposite Blood shore will be thirsty for booze. Thirsty. No, so she would swing her lantern uh-huh. and let the rum runners know there are no federal agents here, so it is free or safe to bring your booze into uh, port. Okay, so wait for her lantern waving. Exactly. Right. Um, so it was safe to drop off. And then she also set up the smuggler sometime as a guest at her inn because she knew her guests also wanted some illegal liquor. Oh, so, so they were like, I got the hook up. I got a hook up. She was like, So a, all, the, all the 10 year olds were thirsty for booze. Yeah. Would you be if you were an orphan? I suppose, yeah, an orphan in the 20s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're probably, you would probably develop quite a thirst. Yeah. For, for, for booze. Yeah, she was like the original, um, the guy at the hotel that likes the front and like concierge. She, yeah, that guy. Mm. Yeah, it's like that, your original, that guy. She was the original concierge yep. of her own inn. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. I love it. Edna Dead Uzbund. Dead Uzbund. The U.S.'s um, first concierge. <laughs> TM. TM. Um, but she was never suspected of any crime, so she actually ran a really good operation. Um, she was questioned a couple times by the, the feds, but they she never considered... She just punched her in the dick. She never was considered yeah. a suspect because she's just a little old lady. Yeah, because she's a lady. She old and a lady. So obviously, grandmas do not break the law. <gasps> no, never. No, never. And she's like taking in unwanted children. children. Yeah. Like she's doing good for the yeah. world. Man. But clearly they didn't know that uh, there'd never been nobody meaner than the little old lady from Pasadena. Yeah. She's a terror of Colorado Boulevard. <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah. I'm just saying, don't overlook the old ladies. I'm agreeing with you. Clearly, oh, okay. she broke a bunch of yeah, laws, Yeah, see, you, I feel like Vanessa's not on board, but it's fine. We'll move on. Well, oh, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm we'll on board. See. <laughs> I was struggling. Look, I dragged this joke out. It wasn't funny to begin with, <laughs> and I kept digging to see if there was pay dirt. No, nope. there's no fucking pay dirt. No, nope. let's move on. Make you miss my Doc of the Bay joke. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I fucking whistled. I know. <laughs> when you're you a better ju- person than I am, we've established that. Would you? Ju- yes, and yes, and <laughs> I deny it. <laughs> I just stared at you like, where are you going with this? Where are you going with that? <laughs> Do you two want a Take gold a drink. Star? I'm going to say a joke. <laughs> joke star. I'll give you two gold stars for jokes. Okay. Thanks. Here you go. No. Um. So her financial troubles, though, she did obviously work her way out of those financial troubles. Um. And other gangs left her alone. Like, cause she old lady. Cause she's yeah. old lady. And they figure, you know what? 
She's just helping bring the booze in. She's making a little bit of cash. We're just going to leave her alone. And she's helping children. Like, and, you know, I, I'm sure they were fine with that. Actually, a bunch of mobsters who made a shit ton of money during Prohibition gave a bunch of money away, away. to charities, especially like orphanages and stuff. Yeah. They're, they, no one talks about that because they're all terrible people. Right. Yeah. But they actually did give a shit ton of money away. Yeah. Mostly because they were just making too much fucking money to do yeah. anything else with it. Mm-hmm. But at least they didn't like stick it in their ears and they gave yeah. it to little kids. Yeah, so we I live about these charitable donations, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but so like, I bet they were like, she's running kids. a small operation yep. and she's helping out children. So I bet they were just like, meh, eh, leave blind her eye, let her, let her do her let thing. Let her yeah. go. Um, and then the kids carry around these little backpacks. And then what you do is you put a couple of bottles of booze in there, you send the kid down to the docks, bada bing, bada boom. It's like bootlegging. Bootlegging. <laughs> Hashtag bootlegging. Hashtag bootlegging. Any other questions? That's why you give money to the orphanage. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Mobster Bob. Anytime, anytime. You keep going with the story, though. I love it. Really um, good. So I believe she Tickling passed the away, eardrums. though, before Prohibition was repealed. Oh, no. So um, she didn't get to see the, she the, didn't see the, the, the end of come back. Aww. No. And she was uh, buried in Huguenot Cemetery. And I imagine that during her funeral, somebody poured out a bottle of rum yeah. on her grave. Good old Jason oh, yeah. and the Huguenots. I love that story. Yep. Um, so... Just because she's dead, they're like astronauts from Hugo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hugo's tacos knots. Yeah, Hugo's taco knots. <laughs> Hugo's taco knots. Yeah, that is a, that is a joke for Studio City only. only. Tacos in space. <laughs> tacos yeah. in space. This is a joke for the table. Yeah. Sorry, everybody else. Get yep, the chipotle sorry. honey salsa. It's the best. Yep, it's good. We really enjoyed that joke. We you really. <laughs> I'm not even gonna explain it. Suck it. Um, but. So just because she's dead doesn't mean she's gone, though. Oh, Ooh, no, she's like, like this. a business. Yeah, she's yeah, dead. I like she's a segue. young, she's a, a old, small business woman. Yeah. yeah. So fishermen at sea, um, people taking walks <laughs> along the beach. As opposed to fishermen on land. Yeah, dudes that are just on the dock. <laughs> land fishermen. Yeah. They're fishing. We're fishing for land. They're fishing. So fishermen, people taking walks on the beach and guests at nearby hotels all say that they have seen a lantern Swinging. Oh, swinging around. Doing the, the windmill. Top, from the top of the inn when um, there is no one up there. Like, they go to the hotel and they're like, oh, there's a lantern. They're like, mm, there shouldn't be any. There shouldn't be there. any lantern up there. It's illegal. Um, the, they the, were like, cool, bring the booze over. They're still just running booze. something up from Cuba. Yeah. And they're just so like, just it's a, a ghost. I don't know. I don't know. It's a ghost. I am confused. <laughs> was that your Scarface? I, I know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Move on. Next, um, you want me to keep doing it? It's not no, going to no, get any better. No, I want you better. to keep doing the voice. It's not voice. going to get any better. So the more I I'm do hoping it. it doesn't. So the um, the inn does not really lean into their ghostiness, but they have at least admitted that. Yes, yeah, sometimes I guess you do see a lantern up on the roof when there is no lantern. So up it's on still the roof. working as a, like a hotel, a little yep. hotel. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can still go. And one of the Yelp reviews, I wish I like read it and wrote it down, but they were like, I did two stars. I did not know this place was haunted. Oh, I love though. I love a TripAdvisor review. Yeah. I always go on and I'm like, people talking about the ghosts? Yeah. Because people put their own personal ghost stories in that shit yep. all the time. And it was, yeah, and two star? No, that's a two 17 stars. Yeah, star that's review. A, that's a more stars than this thing is yeah. allowing yeah. me that's to type in. That's a gift with purchase, yeah. right? <sighs> you didn't pay extra for the I did not ghost? know this place was haunted. Um... So people who also people who work at the inn and guests have also claimed to hear light footsteps throughout the inn when no one's there. Oh, so like little old lady footsteps, like a little lady footsteps, like clickety clackety, and my then boots. Yep, her little old lady shoes. I imagine like tiny little witch shoes for some reason. Oh, I, I imagine I'm a, like the button-up shoes from the Samantha American Girl doll. Yeah, I'm, no, no, I, I don't know what why. I'm thinking too. Okay, I'm imagining sensible sneakers, <laughs> which it makes no sense for <laughs> no, the time, but you know, I'm imagining orange Crocs. Orange Crocs. <laughs> She's Mario Batali. She's Batali. Mario Batali. 
that way you go. Um, I got um, my lantern. Bam! Boy, that's the red. That's emerald. That's emerald. <laughs> that's emerald. <laughs> I literally went. He has a bunch of like a log line thing. No, nope, no, he, he doesn't. doesn't. No, no, he, he doesn't. doesn't. Um, others have also claimed to actually see a misty, foggy apparition appear. Oh, um, did you hear the page turn? Everybody? I did. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You know why? It's a page turner. Because it's, page it's a tur- page turner. Um, throughout the inn and on the grounds outside, so they'll just be walking around, and then you'll just see kind of like a misty little apparition form, and then mm-hmm. go away. Um, and in fact, in orange Crocs, <laughs> well, swinging a lantern, swinging, swinging a lantern. lantern. No, I haven't seen Leading the picture online, to the booze fields. but there was one. A woman said she took a picture of herself in the mirror, and when she had the picture developed, so this goes to show you how long ago it was, was like original selfie. Take a picture of yourself so in the mirror. mirror, yeah, right, <laughs> right, and then get the film developed. But when she had the film developed, um, there was a trans- croc in the background, transparent <laughs> but pleasant-looking old lady standing next to her. Transparent but pleasant-looking pleasant 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 old lady. Like she had a little old lady smile. Um, and so you also when she's dear. yeah, it's just Auntie Annie in the background of her fucking right? photo. Yeah. She's just asking, did you want pretzels? You would yeah. like it better. We have a pretzel. Like, Mashes you like it pretzel? in your face. Yeah. Um, also when she's near, you can smell oranges or you feel like a gentle touch, um, on your arm, mm. um, no, just you. to make sure you're having a good time and you're well taken care of. So she's definitely a nice ghost. She just wants to make sure that everybody who's staying at her inn is gets, having a good time. Gets and smells orange juice. Oranges. Oranges for some reason. I don't know if that was her. They make oranges there. Thing yeah. grow. They That's make how you them. make oranges. They make yeah, you oranges just make them. in Florida. They make oranges there. Yeah. They're, they're down there building oranges. They have yeah. an orange factory. So, you know, <laughs> she's just, she's still running her little business, making sure everybody's still happy. Aw. So it's just her. There's no little girl ghosts. There are little kid ghosts. I didn't do too much research on that, but sometimes they think it's more residual haunting. Like they will hear like kids kind of running up and down some stairs yeah. or like kids in a room. Um, but there's nothing like too concrete or too, you know, not like as good as her. Like yeah. when you see her, you hear her, she's you got smell her, her lantern. She's doing she's her got job. The lantern, still, man. Yeah. But yeah, they, they she's do. got unfinished boozeness. She has unfinished <laughs> boozeness. She just wants to keep her boozeness going. So that is the story of Edna Dead Husband. Yeah. Edna, Edna Dead Husband. Pour one out for Edna Dead Husband. I'm going to pour it right into my mouth oh, with this delicious it beer. It's so good. This beer is called Cara Cara Viejo. And I have viejo in Spanish, just so you know. means old. means old. Like oh. my little old lady. Yep. And cara cara are oranges. That's a oh, type of orange. It is a type of orange. Yep. So it's a little old so, orange lady. Little old orange lady. Um, That's so, exactly who she is. It's a yeah. wonderful tie-in. Yeah. So this is brewed. So this beer is brewed by the Good Beer Company out of Santa Ana. It uh, is Good Beer. Yeah. Appropriately named. Cerveza Buena. Cerveza Buena. Yes. Or the Good Beer Company. Um... It is an uh, unfiltered condition in the bottle and hand packaged for fresh consumption. Hand packaged. Vintage dated. It is a dry, funky, amber mixed culture farmhouse ale aged in oak barrels with California grown Caracara oranges. I know they're California grown. My story's in Florida, but oranges. We also have um, orange factories here, though. Yeah, Yeah. we make oranges in California. We manufacture oranges in California as well. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, So, yeah, it is only 5%. Um, yeah, it's delightful. It's like um, it's real good. It's not super like poundable because it does have that tartness, a little bit of a tartness. But the oranginess really comes through, but not in a, in a sweet way, no. just in like a like an aromatic way. Almost. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say you smell it more phenomenal. than you taste. How anything. do I lose the word for Oreo and remember the word aromatic? Brain injuries are fun because you all, you hit the you hit the cookie center. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that would make me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I lost famous Amos completely. Why didn't I make a Mrs. Fields jokes? Why did I make an Auntie Annie's joke? Yeah, because oh, you damaged the cookies, cookies are gone. center. Oh, the cookies are Mrs. all gone. Mrs. Fields, oh no. I Chips know. Ahoy, what are you going to do? I don't know. The cookies are gone. 
Cookies are gone. We gotta call in the Keebler elves. We gotta get that shit back. All right. Um, this beer is so anyway, delightful. It's that very is, tasty. I also like that it's from the good beer, beer company. company. It reminds me of Parks and Rec at the end of the show when Ron starts his very good building company. The very good building yeah. company. This is good beer company. Yeah. yeah. I want an appropriately named beer. The good beer company. It's good beer. Oh, is it? Is it a great beer? No, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good beer. I would say it is a good beer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I am enjoying it. And, you know, farmhouses, Saison's not my super jam. Right? Yeah. Um, this is not too farmhousey. No, it's no. it's delightful. Yeah. I really like it. It's like a herby, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, almost like a green sort of an oranginess to it as opposed yeah. to that sweet orange juiciness. Yeah. Right. We got more of the pith. I don't know. No, because the bitter. pith would make it bitter. Disgusting. This is delicious, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so thank you for uh, putting up with my uh, puberty voice and my brain. Everybody. For the last couple Anytime, minutes. Anytime, girl. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, it was I've a been good g- story. And your beer's a really good tie-in. I'm, yeah. I'm super impressed by the beer tie-in. Yeah. Mm. She smells like oranges. A little old yeah. orange it's lady. It's so good. A little orange lady. Yay. But yeah, so please, everybody, stay tuned. Uh, Vanessa's going to tell us a story, which Yay. is going to be way better. More of this fucking shit show to come. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Hi. This is our podcast. Party. This is the part two of boobs and boobs and boobs and boobs. That's podcast. right. If you and testicles and testicles. If you forgot the first part of this episode, I'm your co-host, boob testicles. Boob, 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 boob. Engineer boob. Boob, 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 boob. Of the boobs and boobs. The boobs and boobs. God damn it. Podcast. Uh, I hope you like this joke because it's not going away. This <laughs> <laughs> is like a, you know all friends episodes are like the one where something yeah. the one where Bob can't make a joke. Yeah, this is the, the one, one where podcast. Bob can't land a joke. Nope, and they're not, and I don't and, care. And you're the only one who's not fucked up right now, so you should really be carrying this. Uh, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm really letting the show down. <laughs> That's a get out. You, I'm gonna press the space bar today. Yeah, you press the space bar, and you're gonna fuck this whole thing up. You. you don't know how it works. You don't know that. No, we I don't. Don't press it. it yet. We press it when we're done. Yeah. No. See, so you're you already gonna do it wrong. No, no, no. We no. do this together. Yeah. No. Uh, you get out, motherfucker. No. 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 This is no. where my jerky is. <laughs> And it is delicious. I'm going to take this jerky. I'm going to go on. We're we're like sitting here being okay. We're ready to go. And Bob puts a giant piece of jerky Jerky. in his mouth. He's like, I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're lucky you didn't get like the chompy chomp sound in your microphone. Yeah, it was not. But that microphone smells like uh, jalapeno beef jerky. It definitely smells like jalapeno between your pretzels and your jerky. I'm I'm like aggressively smelling my microphone. I'm like. (laughs) This doesn't smell that much like jalapeno to me. all up in there. Anyway, so thank you for still listening to our podcast, everybody. It's it's good. It's good. Vanessa. All right. So I'm going to start my story. I have a prohibition story, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, that's the theme of the week. So, so Vanessa, what is a prohibition? Like, what could you, what were they prohibiting? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Because... Prohibition. I'm going to stop because it's terrible. The <laughs> moment cry. Yeah. Uh, so prohibition was the nationwide ban on the production, importation, <sighs> transportation, and sale of alcoholic beverages Fucking that stupid. lasted in the but United States from 1920 to 1930. Yeah, it was not illegal to yes, drink it. It was not illegal to drink it. So what ha- happened was this is why prohibition was so crazy fucked up because all the rich people just went to every store every bar every restaurant bought Bought up all of their booze and stockpiled it yep 
and then continued to drink, drink it, it throughout Prohibition. That's right. Um, legally, 100% legally. Yep. And you were also allowed to grow, like if you lived on farmland you, and you grew grapes, you were allowed to make like person, wine oh, for, for personal yourself. consumption from what about, that. What about moonshine? No, that's 100% legal. You were only, uh, wine was the only thing. It was like wines and ciders. Oh. And then also like doctors, because doctors used yeah. to prescribe whiskey for stuff. Sure, yeah. sure, so sure, sure. Doctors used to, that's what's like, going to be prescribed for so this throat. So then they used the to have to make their own whiskey as a medicine yep. to, to give I it to people to prescribe it. Like and they started prescribing the shit out of it. It was like medical marijuana prescriptions in California. Yeah. It was like, oh, you have trouble sleeping? Oh. Whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody had oh, you glaucoma. Got glaucoma. Yeah. Well, glaucoma. yeah what, was the, what was the glaucoma of the 20s? Uh, got the shakes dysentery. dysentery. <laughs> Nothing makes me stop shitting like whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Look, I can't sleep. So whiskey. But, whiskey. Yeah. yeah. That um, will put your ass. Yeah. So right it was to not. Sleep. It was not actually illegal to drink it. It was just illegal to make it, move it, sell it, things like that. So far, if I you hear gave this, it to a friend, no. It's big like deal. weed. Like no, now because you would have to transport it oh. at your house. It, yes. If you had people if you over, had you it, could yeah. serve them. Liquor. The booze, yeah. Yes. This but they couldn't like take it home law. with them. If you picked it up off of your wet bar and walked it across the room, nope, you were jail. immediately, immediately jail. arrested. Jail. Um, A so, G-man will swing in through the fucking window. <laughs> Mission Impossible style. will smack you over the head with your bottle and yeah. arrest you. And Batman, like, take his grappling hook and and then you'd go flying across... Hi. Hi. <laughs> no, I was with you. I enjoyed every I was moment of that. the picture you were painting. Yeah. I was like, grapple hook, and I yeah. made the finger pistol You motor. did yeah. finger pistol a grappling hook. I knew exactly where you were going to fly, too, as yeah. a result right of the finger pistol. Right over there. Yeah. I'm going where you were going. straight. <laughs> That's where the bottle is. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't transport it. You get arrested. You can't. Even if you are Batman. <laughs> no, no, I'm not Batman. I'm Batman G-Man. He's G-Man. G-Man Batman. She's an untouchable. Yeah. Mm. I'm Elliot Ness with a grappling hook. I like um, it. So during, I was like moving <laughs> Your on. turn. Now I'm podcast mom. Um, so actually during this time, they literally called themselves wets and dries. Oh God. So wets for people who like were for continuing to make and sell alcohol and sure. dries for people who wanted us to become a dry country. And at this point, well, um, the dries are dumb. we had nationwide Is liquor on laws. Side. Like... <laughs> I'm that proud of it. It's so good. It's so because I didn't get it at first. <laughs> Just whisper. It's on your side. It's so good. Um, anyway, at this point, we had a get nationwide out, liquor law. So then it became illegal because of the Volstead Act. Stupid Which Volstead. then was... Voltron Act. The Voltron Act. Yeah, because Act. of the Voltron Act. Which, which forced all lions to become one lion <laughs> that would fight the all, alien, all the aliens. All the whiskeys had to become oh. one mega whiskey. <laughs> And it went to Canada. Um, no, so the Volstead Act, which then became the 18th Amendment, which is what prohibited the manufacturing of alcohol. And they said that alcohol was anything that's le- that's more than 0.5%. Jesus Christ. Um, Cough syrup? So you, nope. could, you, could, you could still drink kombucha, though, dude. Yeah, you could still booch. Yeah, you could still booch it up, and you that's cool. You could still cool. booch it up. Yeah. Or you could get a doctor to write your prescription. Yeah. For, for Jameson. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Jameson. <laughs> I need yeah, some I need, tool yeah. more too. Yeah, yeah. Hey man, I, I need a prescription to that Dr. J, dude. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Jameson, you get it? Yeah. yeah. He's not really a doctor, though. <laughs> so there were a couple of reasons why the prohibition came around. Um, so it was actually Bitches. a long-standing fight within the country, like people who wanted us to be a dry country and people who didn't. And for a long time, it was yes. mostly 
wets, mostly people who wanted there to be booze here. They're the smart yeah. ones. But then what happened was a lot of those people were German immigrants. And then World War One happened. Oh, and people oh, and oh, then we were like, oh. you know what? We're not super fond of the Germans. So we're going to stop listening to them. Um, and that's literally why prohibition was Americans. able to be passed. We came to this country for freedom. No. Freedom to drink booze. No. no. And you are not letting us drink this booze. Well, no. talk to your buddy Adolf. No. That was not war. World War I. Thank you very much. Wrong war. You was a wrong war. Go talk to your Kaiser. You're Kaiser. Kaiser. Kaiser, Kaiser Wilhelm. 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 And Franz Ferdinand. No, he was dead. He started not the, the war. Not the pop group. Yeah. yeah no. Um. Take me out. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> As I was doing it, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I so early into my notes. Okay, oh, God. So, yeah, I'm like four lines in. Okay, so, uh, Prohibition basically created organized crime within the United States yep. because they took uh, something that existed in a large way and mm-hmm. made it illegal. So, it like, left all this room for organized crime to step mm-hmm. in and organize yeah um they're like unions for crime also is what led to us having individual state laws about liquor it's why like liquor laws are different about where you can buy it who can buy it when you can buy it and it's why we still have dry counties we actually had dumb counties we actually had whole dry states mississippi didn't re-legalize booze until like the mid 60s Whoa. It was illegal to drink or buy booze in mississippi in the 60s that's That's why they were so racist yeah, man. Yeah. I had to drink. Calm yeah, down. I wanted a drink. This is Smokey and the Bandit. Um, it's also what gave us um, AA. AA started because a bunch of fucking alcoholics, poor people, yeah. suddenly couldn't get booze and Ugh. started AA to try and like join together in trying to get off of it. Because they all had the DTs? Yeah, yeah man. Jeez. Oh, um, and then, so... Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so you could make homebrewed wine. You could also let grape juice ferment. Just and they the literally, sun. like, people who were make grape juice started selling grape juice with these big warnings. It's like, warning, don't do these four things or it will ferment. Like, really, <laughs> really big. That's funny. Um, so don't leave it out on the counter. Yeah. Don't. For a do, long not, time. do not leave it on the counter for four to six weeks in the middle of the sunshine. Sun- like, it was literally, <laughs> like, step-by-step instructions on how to make, how to wine. make wine. How to make wine out of your grape juice. Yes. Out of your wine. Welch's grape juice. And so you were allowed Genius. to homebrew wine from grapes that you were growing, but you were not allowed to make beer. Gotcha. Um, it was completely legal. It's partly, partly, partially because they needed the grain for the war effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also partially because of the, the Germans. Germans. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. So then... Um, Wait, on grain for the war effort? What were we going to do? Bomb yeah. them with like No, it's because we fields? needed food yeah. to send to them over there. Whatever. Sorry. Um... So then, each other, Jesus Christ. What, what ended prohibition? They talk about how FDR was like, what? But that's not really what happened. What happened was, uh, we had had prohibition for thirteen years, mm-hmm. and then in the middle of that thirteen years, we had a little thing called the Great Depression. Yep, and yeah. people got real went sad. Fucking broke. No mm-hmm. money. Um, which meant America went broke. Which meant America went. You know what? I don't know why we don't have any money in our coffers. We used to bring in all this money from taxes. Oh, because. 14% of state, federal, and government taxes come from taxing alcohol. Oh. So then 14%? 14%. That's significant. Yeah, this was in 19... So they like they made it illegal in 1919, but it like started to go into effect 
on January 1st, 1920. So it started in 1920. Um, yeah. So in 1919, 14% of the tax Damn. revenue came from booze. We need the tax money. But what about our morals? Go fuck yourself. Go yeah, fuck pretty much. Morals. Like, yeah. dude, they're like, dude, bread is $25. Yeah. We need the tax money. Oh. Um, yeah. So they needed the tax revenue because of the Great Depression. So then on March 22nd, 1933, our day of um, FDR signed the Cullen Harrison Act which is what legalized um, the making and selling and dis- distributing of, I almost said distributing, um, <laughs> of, of beers and wines and liquors as long as uh. they didn't exceed 3.2%. So oh. they could make China beer. Okay. Um, which hmm. was just a step towards, because he Mango had, cart, they he make had to make, yeah, he had to make a law that like overstepped the Voltron gotcha. Act. Yeah. Um, so this was the step towards that. Gotcha. So this was March 22nd and FDR signed the bill and then famously it turned to his cabinet and said, I think this would be a good time for a beer. Why, yes, it I would. I love it. Um, and then the giant robot lion came in and then he got onto his giant robot wheelchair and then they chair. did battle in ah, space with lasers coming with out of his eyes lasers, and yeah. then he spilled a beer onto the giant and then elect- it short circuited it and then it short circuited it and then he drank it in space and yeah. said fucking America America yeah and then we went to the moon yeah that was much later much much later um, but he used the beer money to go to the moon definitely yeah. um, so that was March then on December 5th uh, was when they actually ratified the 21st Amendment, which is what repealed the 18th Amendment, which is what fully brought booze back, and it made Welcome. it a state-by-state state issue. Welcome so back, like Connor. I said, it took everyone a while. Some states like Michigan and Illinois and New York and New Jersey were just like, yep, booze back yep. for everybody. Like yeah. California was into it. Oh, yeah. Mississippi took a while. Utah took a while. Yeah, I bet. Um, they do things a little more slowly down south. Yes. Um, so, and one of the things that I didn't know um, was that the prohibition actually did a lot towards making it socially acceptable for women to drink. Oh. Um, it's also why uh, so many women got involved in like rum running and stuff because before prohibition, um, you could normally get booze at like a saloon, which was seen mm-hmm. as like a macho, as a dude sort place. of a dude place, yeah. dude bro place. It was not appropriate for a where... woman to be there by herself. So if a woman was at a saloon by herself, she's working. She was probably a, a lady of the night. If there's one thing I hate when I'm drinking my booze, Bitches. it's a woman around. Yes, unless so, she's sucking my d. Yeah. So then, no. Be- <laughs> who wants that? I want a man sucking my dick while I smoke a cigar because I'm a man and I'm doing man things in olden times. I want an old-timey man blowjob. I want an old. I want an old man gummer. I want a man with a with a whiskery mustache, working my shaft. We call that the whiskey gummer. Yeah, the whiskey gummer. Oh my god, you guys! That's so gross. Bob, you ruined it. Anyway. I'm Back glad prohibition story. is over. <laughs> so, yeah. So before, uh, it was primarily like a male-driven business. Like, mm-hmm. they made it, they sold it, they bought it. Yeah. Um, then, during prohibition, it became a time of speakeasies, and it became like a hip, fun, trendy, yeah. all the fucking, you know, Rich like, angsty, trendy people of their day started going to speakeasies. So... Oftentimes, you would take women on dates or women would go by themselves. It was also like flappers, so like women trying to get the vote. That's right. So they were like using it to empower themselves. They also is why so many women got involved in the rum running or like mm-hmm. creating alcohol um, because they weren't suspected because before prohibition women there had no women. nothing to do with the industry That's right mm. so like your old grandma lady I was oh, just yeah. like oh yeah no makes perfect sense a lot of women got involved in it yep. it was actually a lot of way women picked themselves up out of prostitution and into it was from gotcha. one illegal thing to another. to another but then once prohibition ended then they had a business. skill set and a business model that was now legal yep 
Um, so it was actually a skinny it, girl vodka. It was actually a really good thing for women in the long run. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. And then one little note. So before, so in 1919, the average American spent $17 a year on booze, okay. which is kind of a lot of money in 1919. Yeah. I spent that on the Yeah. However, during the years of prohibition, which there was no inflation because fucking Great Depression, Depression yeah. uh, the average American spent upwards of $35 a Holy year on booze shit. because it became so much harder to get and it became so much more expensive. Damn. So because of this, they said that the bootleggers on average combined made about $3 billion a year in illegal funds that are not being taxed and that's why they just started fucking giving money to orphans. Uh-huh. It's too much fucking money. <laughs> no, like, this is I everyone to together. Yeah, three billion dollars in the Damn. 1930s. That's some Pablo Escobar shit. Yes, yeah, exactly. you're just like burying it in the backyard and forgetting you're just where it is. It's where it worth, is, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you're just fucking stapling a horn on a horse because your daughter wants a unicorn. unicorn. <laughs> That's yeah. a Look, thing she asked for a fucking unicorn. I made a horn on a hundred dollar bills. I stapled it to the goddamn horse. The horse ran away. I bought a new horse. And then I bought a, a car for the horse. And then I put a, a horn on the on the car. Paper also machine. out of money. Yeah, and then I fed it some more money. I fed it more money. We started. We made a money burning engine. It's actually very efficient. <laughs> Anyway, um, okay, so all of this is orphans. background on pro- orphans, unicorns. So all Unicorn of this is background orphans. on prohibition, which brings me to my uh, story, which is one of the biggest names of prohibition. Like we said, Capone's the biggest name. Yep, we already did him. Yeah. So then I went another sad banjo. I'm, I'm gonna do no. Oh. I, that felt like cheating. So okay, I okay. picked another fucking mobster, and I decided to do. Young Babyface Nelson. Benjamin. 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 Young Benzine. Benjamin. Bugsy Siegel. Yay, Bugsy. Hey. Yeah. So Bugsy Siegel was born on February 28th. Begsamin Bugsman. Yeah, Begsamin Bugsman <laughs> was born on February 28th, uh, 1906 in Brooklyn, New York mm. to a pair of, Bob has broken himself, mm-hmm. to a pair of uh, poor Jewish immigrants. Mm. He was the second of five children. He grew up super poor and he vowed like, I am not going to stay this way. Like, I'm going to rise above this. Um, he's one of his siblings made the same vow. Like, yes, we're going to rise above this. And his brother like went to Became school a doctor. and tried to learn himself. Became a learned man. Yeah. Uh, no, Bugsy, Bugsy said, like, nah. you know what? I'm just going to rape my way to the top. That's right. That was his plan. Oh. So he did that a bunch bad. of like petty thievery um, as a young child. And then once he hit his like preteen teen years. Stealing Tootsie Rolls and shit. He started yeah. his own Wrigley like. Dumb. In company, kind of, of neighborhood thugs. He incorporated a group of neighborhood thugs and started charging all the street vendors protection money. Oh. So he would charge each vendor a dollar a day or he would set their Beat carts the on fire. fire. Oh, Jesus Christ. As like a 12-year-old, 13-year-old. He was just like, if you don't give me a fucking dollar, I'm going to set your I'm cart gonna, on fire. I'm going to burn your shit. Yeah. I, uh, it's effective. Yeah. I'd give yep. that ass yeah, I bet dollar. he got the dollar. He did. A lot of the times he got the dollar. By the time he was... It'd be a real shame if something happened to your cart, mister. No. It'd be a real shame if something happened to your cart, mister. Yes. That's yep. what he sounded like. 100%. <laughs> Don't make me rape your daughter. Don't make me... Soon as my balls drop, I'm gonna rape. It's gonna be so hard. Uh <laughs> Look out! Watch Look out, out, world! It's coming! It's a 12-year-old! <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! So by the time he was solidly into his teens, he already had a rap sheet a mile long that included uh, like several armed robberies, uh, like obviously a lot of arson, yeah. <laughs> multiple rapes, and even murder. Whoa. Yeah, he was just a fucking He's fucked up asshole. person from Jump. 
So then he fell in with this guy named Meyer Lansky. It's um, Meyer Lemon Man. Yeah, yeah, Meyer Lemon Man. So, and they started the Bugs and Meyer Mob. The Bugs Bunny Literally, Mob. That's Meyer what they call themselves. They like to name things, and the names are fabulous. So that sounds like a hot dog the company. The Bugs and Meyer mob, which they were Oscar Meyer, we, yeah. they were a Jewish mafia because he's sure. a Jewish, Jewish man, and obviously Meyer Lemon is also Jewish. Yeah, who who'd have thought? Um, so they were basically like, we see the Irish doing this, we see the Italians doing this. We we're going to start to do this for us, for ourselves, for the chosen people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they started bootlegging in small operations, but really what they did is they would uh, like sell themselves uh, out as like thugs for hire to do the rum running for the bigger operations based out of New York City mm. um, and in Jersey, like Atlantic City and all that. Um, so they were hiring themselves out for bootlegging and rum running and then murder because <sighs> they were so good at it. Like they were just the best at murder. Um Hey, check this out. I got this nice Uzi. I'm going to blow up your face with it. My Tommy gun don't. Um, so then... It's a 187 <laughs> on a cop. I'm 12. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so then the and Bugs and Meyer mob... Now. Oh, he's a teenage now. ...started to... He's like in his 20s now. Oh, okay. He start, they start to work for Lucky Luciano, oh. who's basically the guy who started the Italian mafia. mafia. Yeah. Um, That's in, a famous guy. Yep, he's a famous monster man. So he was in New York, and they started hiring him out. They basically hired out the Bugs and Meyer mob to do all the biggest hits... Uh, that the it was the Genovese family sure that was his family but basically like every big other mobster that fell that made Lucky Luciano like the king of all mafia Italian mafias is because he hired Bugsy Siegel to go murder murder them them. and Bugsy Siegel if he is good at anything it is murder. murder yeah um, it's the case that they gave him. Yeah. So this is basically like he started. <laughs> She's so disappointed She's in me. Um, so he started out like small petty crimes and he started his own like protection thing. Mm-hmm. But then as soon, a because of the prohibition, he was machine. able to just like skyrocket up. Like he probably just would have been a petty criminal for the rest of his life mm-hmm. if we hadn't made booze illegal. Ah. Like, Setting carts on op- fire, stealing yeah. shit. It basically made an opening for him to become a murdering monster. machine. Yeah, yeah, a famous murder man. Yes. So then after a couple of years of doing all these wonderful murders, they're like, they're great. Do really great murders. Murdersmen. They were the best. Um, so then Luciano and Look, Bugsy, Luciano. you do a good killing. I like it. I like your work. Yeah. It's artistry. It's good. Could you next time shoot him in half? I think that'd be really funny. Yeah. yeah. Just, just Tommy gun him right fucking half. Yeah. Um, I guess he'd be a town. I'm going to make you an offer. Here's the offer. Um, so then Luciano and Meyer Lemon Lansky um, formed the National Crime Syndicate, which is basically the organization of five families that oh. became the mob. That's what oh. we call the mafia. mafia. So he kind of helped fucking create it. Um, so that's what Lansky did. And then uh, Bugsy went off and formed his own company, which he called Murder Inc. Yes. Murder Hell Incorporated. Yes. <laughs> Because he is good at naming things. Please tell me he put that for the trademark. Murder INC. Sorry. Listen um, up. Murder Inc. Privately held corporation. <laughs> Guess what we do? Murder. Murder. <laughs> we're going I, We're going to have an IPO. Yeah, we're, 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 we're doing an initial filing. Uh, we're really excited about the IPO. Murder. We're, we're pretty sure that we can do the murders uh, not only at a, at a lower cost, but at a higher volume. We're going to be the McDonald's of murder. Yeah, really. You can, you'll can. you be able to go... With a Starbucks of murder. Yep. Yeah. We're going to be on every corner. Every corner. Yeah. Murdering. Murdering. <laughs> Just Jesus. blood red corners. Oh, Jesus. Um, so in 1928, he was uh, arrested and actually the only time he was ever actually charged with a crime. Oh. Um, like where it stuck. 
Um, he was arrested on February 28th, which was his birthday. Oh. Um, Happy birthday. For gambling. Oh. Um, and he was taken to jail, and they had a mugshot taken of him. So if you've ever seen the Muggsy Siegel, Bugsy Siegel mugshot, that's Muggsy what it Siegel is. Bug shot. The, the Muggsy Siegel, Siegel bugshot. The Muggsy Siegel bugshot. <laughs> Guys. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. You can continue to make fun of me for my disability. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I just think you're douchebags, the two of you. It's fine. I mean, you want to sleep at night. That's your problem. That's hey, what, what kind of cookie is that over there? An Oreo. Uh, I can read. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> no. I thought it took all your cookies. No. Oh, then, no. <laughs> no. It's just my cookie memory. Oh, your memory it's of all the cookies. cookie memory bank. Um, yeah, so he was arrested and then uh, charged, mugshot, all that, and then he paid his $100 fine, which he apparently just pulled a wad of money out of his pocket, oh peeled God. off $100 bill, like threw it at them, I and thought he was going like, throw a whole wad. This ought to cover it. He paid him in nickels. <laughs> no, he literally just like brought out like- I saved a nickel every time I set a card on fire. One, yeah, one two. two. <laughs> he basically just pulled out like $10,000, peeled off a $100 bill, and Here was like- Here you go, douchebag. Here free to go oh man uh yeah because he's fucking baller yeah that's some balling shit right there like yeah so then fuck with mugsy yeah so he was mugsy beagle yeah mugsy beagle was fucking running shit um all throughout the late part of the 20s and then in 1932 he ran into a little trouble he put out a he was hired to like put a hit on tony fabrizio Fabrizio, pizza hands. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, yeah. So Tony he, Febreze. Yes, Tony Febreze. He was going to write a tell-all book that was going to say, look, Bugsy Siegel has killed like thousands of people. Yeah. It's um, called Murder, Inc., you it's guys. It's called Murder, exactly. This shouldn't look, be. He's not trying to hide it. It's not high fucking science. <laughs> um, so he was going to like write this tell-all book and Bugsy found out about it. So he was like, all right, I'm got it. Got to murder this guy. We got to end you. So what he did is he he was like i don't feel good and he went to the hospital and he checked himself into the hospital and then he jumped out a window of a hospital murdered this guy jumped back at the window and then when the police were like we're gonna arrest you for this murder he's like i was in the hospital isn't that the, the yo whole i got plot? a tender tummy <laughs> no wasn't that the whole plot of that one movie with channing tatum and adam driver the yeah, it is. The one where they robbed the NASCAR race. Oh, maybe. Oh, in the hospital yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, so because he did this, like, the police couldn't make anything stick because yeah. he was in the hospital. He was but in the hospital. everyone else was pretty much like, that's what you fucking did. And yeah. now you've put a hit on. He's one of our own. You're getting into a little bit of trouble. So he started to catch a little bit of heat. So then they moved him out. He then sold uh, controlling stock options in murdering yeah he was like i'm gonna go set up my own shingle yeah elsewhere i'm sure. gonna go elsewhere um so then they moved him out west because they were like there's too much going on in new york you're like you're there's nothing people in vegas looking for you. you guys yeah so we're not yet so we're gonna send you to la so he goes to la where he immediately recruits mickey cohen yeah we know mickey mm-hmm. huge, yeah which we talked a lot about talked during about the mickey. comedy store one that's right episode um and jack dragna who was like dragnet the, yep jack dragnet who was the big he was sort of running his own mafia in california and then bugsy siegel showed up and went mine now you work for me <laughs> and he was like but i but i built all this and he was like yeah thanks backhand but but it's mine motherfucker but wow but no no but, but bugsy siegel let me like, are you gonna stop me look i murder everyone yeah it's pretty do you like perhaps you heard of my company i just sold my controlling stake in yeah it's not called occasionally we murder yeah. <laughs> it's called straight it's up it's not murder. called Firm slap on the wrist. Yeah. Ink. It's not Ink. called let's have a discussion about yeah. this. It's called murder. You fucking idiot. 
Um, yeah, so he took over everything. And he also expanded operations and he created this uh, drug pipeline, which still exists today, that funnels a bunch of illegal drugs from Mexico up into the United States. We begin. Oh. Um, because he started shooting up heroin when he was a teenager. Oh. He's like a crazy drug addict. Jesus. He, and lo- lots of other mobsters looked down on him because they were like, we, run, we run booze yeah. and like women and gambling, but like we don't touch the drugs. drugs. Yeah. Yeah. But Bugsy was just like, nah, dude, fucking Money. I... Money is money. Yeah. Green is green. Blood is red. These are things I know. Yep. And I know. So he just got a hose of drugs mm-hmm. that he just sprayed from Mexico mm-hmm. into, into his arm, in, into, into his, into, directly into his arm yeah. in California. And he also set up operation because at that point, the at that point the West Coast was really separated out from the rest of the country because mm-hmm. they're far away. There's not a whole lot out here yet. So he set up, uh, like, made a bunch of friendships with his mobster friends in Chicago. Uh, so we started having a lot of back and forth then with then bought, like drugs into Chicago and then gotcha. brought a lot of the good Canadian liquor down into California and the, the good, good Mexican syrup. tequila over into yep. Chicago. So mm. we basically just set up like a, a pipeline of no goodery. Of yes, I like it. Um. He also check out my new incorporation, the No Goodery Corporation. No Goodery hoses. Um, he also set up several offshore casinos where he would literally just buy a giant boat, turn it into a casino, and anchor it far enough off the coast of California that if the police tried to come, they would just go away before they could get there. Yeah. Just like floating casinos, literally. Oh, that's awesome. Um, like he these, also, all these cops flying up on their boats, and he just pulls his dick out. What are you going to do? Wee, wee, wee. Yeah. He's just pissing in the yeah. wind. Yep. What, a, um, what a jerk. He also created the largest prostitution ring in California's history, which is what was also tied to the comedy store. Mm-hmm. Smokes. Um, yeah. At one point in the f- in like in 1940, he was making over fifty thousand dollars a day. Jeez. Excuse me, five hundred thousand dollars a day. Oh, that's a lot more. A lot more. He's making that's a half a million dollars a day. Um, so he came out to California being like, I'm this big muckety muck from New York. And no one really knew what he was about. So all the famous people were like, oh, he's really awesome. Like, let's, he's, yeah. he's cool. He's and he has New all York. the good drugs and he has all the good booze and he has all the good women. And he's got these really mm-hmm. fast boats. Yeah. So they pretty much Hollywood welcomed him with open arms. Duh. And he became friends with all of the stars. And when he moved out, he's actually married. He married his high school sweetheart and they had two daughters. Mm-hmm. But his wife was largely uninvolved in everything. And He then was she, a real sweetheart is what you're saying. And then, no, he's oh, a total okay. dickhead. But then once the 40s hit, um, she divorced him and like took the kids away and stuff. Probably okay. smart. Probably yes. for the best. Yeah. Because he also, he was married, but he just, he fucked everything and anyone. Yeah. So not a good guy is what you're saying. No. no. Okay. The murdering I was okay with, but then yeah. he cheated on his wife. Yeah. And that's just, a problem. Um, yeah. So he actually became so close to all of these Hollywood stars, like the Sinatras, the Clark Gables, all of that. Uh, Jean Harlow is actually his daughter's godmother. <laughs> um, oh, um, yeah. sure. Um, and what he did was he was like he saw opportunity in Hollywood as well so he what he would do is he would take over the unions he would like like get control of them because he's a big scary fucking dude so he would get control of the unions and then he would make them go on strike and then he would tell the studios they're gonna strike unless you give me a hundred thousand dollars and oh, then the studios shit. would have to pay him to stop and so he'd do it to like SAG and then he'd do it to like the grips and then he'd do it to like the extras and then he'd do it oh to like God. the sound guys and he just did it union after union after yeah. union just getting all this money like basically protection money hush yeah. money yeah. out of these studios he, he, he found one scam that worked really good and he yeah. did it everywhere look it I'm gonna work. light your studio on fire exactly. if I don't get $100,000 basically what he's doing it's just a grown up version of a dollar for not lighting your cart on fire um, well, you know. He also would He made friends With all these Famous Hollywood people 
And in the early stages of friendship, he would ask to borrow large sums of money, $50,000, $100,000, and then would take it. And then people would become aware of who he really was and what his backstory was. And then they would just never ask for it back. No. <laughs> um, I want to be the guy that did ask for it back. <laughs> yeah. be like, I, I want to be, would have been like, Okay. Like yeah. Sinatra was like, uh, you owe me fifteen grand. He's like, like I make five hundred thousand a day. It's fine, just take it. No, I don't think he would have. I no, he probably would have killed you. Dick. Yeah, he would have killed you. Um, so or he would have made you like do stuff for him and have been like, cool, I'll give you your money back. But <laughs> he'd been like dance for it. He'd be yeah. like, pull up your shirt, show me you're not wearing a wire, and make a titty yeah. dance for me. That's right. Um, First, you got to do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> yes. Um, so by this point he's it's like 1938 and he's banging this actress named Dorothy DeFrazio who, good old Dorothy D yeah I've never heard of her but she's Very apparently famous. married to this famous Italian count oh one Dracula two, two wives <laughs> um, so because of this uh, when he and his wife go to Italy Bugsy goes with them so he goes to visit Europe for the first time in 1938 and while he's in Italy, he takes a weapon with Mussolini and he tries to sell him weapons. Oh, my God. Which Mussolini ah. was not interested in. Holy oh. smokes. And then oh my God. while he was there, he also met some heads of the Nazi party. So he met Goring and Goebbels. But he didn't like them very much. They like didn't take kindly to one another. Shocker. Remember, he's a Jew. Jew. Yeah. So he didn't like them and he refused to do business with them. And then later, when we started to have real trouble, uh, he offered to kill them for the U.S. government. And the U.S. government was like, no, we're good. Please don't. No, he like, they literally should've. offered to kill Goals. And this is they the man should've. who's built a, a very lucrative career off of murder. I would have been like, like we should have let him do it. I feel like it would have been a much different war. See, there are Nazis in my story. <laughs> there are. Good job. I'm sort of curious as to what would have happened. That's such a good story. I feel like this war yeah. wouldn't have gone on as long I as it did. I think it'd be hilarious if he was like selling a bunch of Tommy guns to Mussolini. Yeah. And then like killing Coppola. The world would be a different place. It'd be much different. Mm. The world Wait, would, he would have taken over Germany or some shit. I like know, a freaking exactly. mess. <sighs> um, so in 1939 is when shit starts to unravel for our friend Bugsy. Uh, um, so he had a good run. Let's be honest. He really did. He was living his best life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he was... Uh, there's a guy who's a mobster whose name is Big Greeny Greenberg. I'm oh, assuming he's a Big fat Greeny? man. Big, Big Greeny Big Greenberg? Big, I, I Greeny. imagine Big Greeny's got like one of those um, $100 bill t-shirts that he just wears the whole time. It's like yeah. a big fat guy. He has a big guy. green suit. Yeah. yeah. He looks like a 10 Kermit. foot tall leprechaun. Just a big fat Jewish leprechaun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Greeny was um was about to he got like pinched for something and mm. so he was about to I love you You're incorporating the lingo I, of the day I am my monster Big Queenie got pinched I'm a monster um so he is going to he's going to become a police informant to like get out oh. of the charges but of course they find out about it so Big Queenie got pinched and turned rat yeah ah, I did don't it. speak against the family hey um <laughs> stooly um, so, he's a stoolie! Yep. He's a stoolie! That's the one I was looking yep. for. So Bugsy and three other men... Uh, so Big Greeny just shows up dead. Oopsies. No. Oops. Some men shoes. Uh, I don't know that that actually happened. But so he's murdered. He's sleeping so with then, the fishies. He's sleeping with the fishies. Yep. So he's, he's sleeping with the California rolls. Yeah. Um, Ooh, so, well, I like that one. So then Bugsy and three other men are arrested. Big Greeny's now with Um One of them like turns and it's like yep it's me and i'll testify against bugsy seagull 
Um, uh -oh. If you like lessen my charges. Oh. Um, so then he died. I was going to say he turned up dead Mysteriously. And I then they had two witnesses that. to the crime who were like going to turn state's evidence uh, who also just mysteriously died. That's weird. Um, Their so, heads just blew up. Yeah, I don't know what happened. So then um, then there was only him and two other guys. Then, it's like the Highlander. Yeah. Then one of the guys. He's sucking up all their yeah. power. Then one of the other guys shows up dead. Shock. So it's just Bugsy and one other dude left. And Gee, the police I who's were like, all these murders. Yeah. And the police were like, uh, well, we don't actually have any evidence anymore because you've killed all of our witnesses. Yeah. So all the evidence is dead. Yeah. So they have to drop the charges. So it's funny because it sounds like such a, like a, a trope, you know, like a mafia trope, but he literally did that. He would just murder all the witnesses. <laughs> um, but he was arrested for it. So he spent some time in jail. And while he was in jail, he was treated very well, which sort of uh, angered a lot of the other prisoners, which made like mobsters mad at him. And then ah. so he got they were able to bring in women for him. He got food that wasn't prison food and what? he got unlimited trips to the dentist. He had real good know. teeth. Ooh. I wonder if it was like a cover for like, I'm going to the dentist, you know, and then he was <laughs> winky, winky winky. But I don't know. But that was in the notes. So I mentioned it. That's like conjugal visits. Yeah. No, hey. he was able to bring women in. Oh, okay. Like, they let him bring women I in. Thought, yeah, I thought there was, like, a drill metaphor to be had there. Oh, but no. I mean, no. if oh. only. That's um, his gay lover. So then oh, yeah, when he was getting yeah. drilled in the mouth. Yeah, that's right. If, you know, if he heard oh, me say better. that, guess better. who'd be dead? <laughs> Bob would end up dead tomorrow. Um, so then I heard you made a dick-in-the-mouth joke about me. Nope. Nope. Now you sleeping with the fishes. Damn it. Stoley. Um, so then the news they, These shoes are nice though They're so very then, little heavy So then the but California news Started nice. printing all these stories About him And so they picked up On all his history From back east And it suddenly became aware To all California That he's just a garbage person Yeah And the news also started This is when they Called him Bugsy mm. Which was a nickname That he got in childhood Because Bugsy means like, like Bugs means crazy Because he had He was like a Smart, funny, affable guy He's tall He's attractive He has these like piercing blue eyes so he's getting along on life a lot because of his looks mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden he'd just be talking and fine and then he would just go fucking bonkers batshit crazy so they started calling him bugsy because he's crazy oh my and he was not a fan of that nickname Ugh. um so when the news started calling him bugsy he like started to lose his shit more often and then the news would be like bugsy loses his shit again yeah. so it was a self <laughs> prophecy um so in the 30s he had also or in the, I think it was the 40, late 30s, whatever. He'd, um, he'd started to move into Nevada because he was selling illicit services to the crews building the Hoover Dam. Oh boy. So he was bringing them drugs and booze and Women. ladies into yeah. Nevada. So oh. he was expanding from California into Nevada. And then he was like, I feel like there's space here. And then one of his friends, William Wilkerson, was trying to build the Flamingo. Ah. But he was running into problems financing. So in 1945, he was just like, okay, I'll like buy some shares in the Flamingo. This sounds great. Yeah. So he buys some shares. He starts talking to Wilkerson about how the hotel's going to go. And then he starts like being a little more forceful. And then he starts being a little more forceful. And he goes, and then I by 1946, he bought all the controlling shares of the he Flamingo. Goes, this is my Wilkerson <laughs> fled to Paris. Probably yeah, smart. Smart. Yep. Because he didn't die. So I think that was the right move. Yep. Um, so right the Flamingo opened in 1946, which was two years behind schedule. It, he spent $6 million building this oh. hotel and casino. In, that's an older times yes, money, too. Yes, this is too. 47 money. Yes. Ooh. And this is before Vegas is a that's thing. That's like $8 billion. 
Yeah. So this is before Vegas is a thing. So Vegas has some casinos because gambling is legal, legal. there in a way that it's not in California. But he was the first one who was like, I'm going to build high-end restaurants. I'm going to put in a like, place for entertainment. There's going to be singers and dancers and shows. He's basically what Las made Vegas. Las Vegas mm-hmm. an entertainment hub because he was like, I'm going to give people an all-in-one experience at my hotel. Mm-hmm. He was also the first one to say, yes, we're going to have suites that are exponentially expensive for mm-hmm. the super high rollers, but we're also going to have like space for families for and for people on a budget. Like, we're going to make this a space for everyone. Um, Come give me your money. I can get all the money and kill everyone, everyone. Yeah. This, on the same weekend. So he was like, he had this great plan to open this casino and he opens it and it's like stocked to the gills. It's so full of people. It's bringing in everyone. He's got all these great acts. And uh, because he was the first one to bring entertainment to, you were so nervous about that. So he was <laughs> the first one to bring entertainment to Vegas. Lots of entertainers like signed exclusive contracts with the Flamingo so they couldn't play anywhere else in Vegas for like oh. all of their careers. Even like Sinatra later in life like wouldn't play other places unless the boys down at the Flamingo said it was okay. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Well, also super owned by the mafia. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, turns out. Um. So he does all this. It's like doing super well. Huge success seems like. However, it's he he has like a stock in it, but so does the mob. The mob has uh, owns and is running this. Yeah. Um. And for some reason, every he's like reporting to the mafia, like, no, we're like doing so poorly. So six months in, <laughs> oh my god, we're like, making like no money. So six <laughs> months in, he was like, we're down. I didn't write down the exact number, but it was like a quarter of a million dollars. He lost a quarter of a million dollars in six months. He was oh, basically he just like, I don't know. There's no money. Uh, we just keep losing. It's weird. It's gambling. I mean, look, I took a risk. It's a hotel in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah. It's a long drive. Yeah. I don't know where the money went. Okay? I don't know. Um, These people there's a lot pay- of neon. Yeah. So obviously they think that he was funneling millions and millions of dollars out of the casino and into personal accounts. I refuse to believe it. However, no. when he died, he didn't have that much money in his personal accounts. So not that much went to his wife and children. That's what they tell um, you. The, and r- the hotel business is really a slog, you guys. No, we're going to get to that later. Oh. Because oh. I did some research and I found something really interesting. So the mafia is pissed because yeah. they're like, look, we built your fucking desert oasis. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. let you bring Take a Sinatra in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're obviously making oodles and noodles of money. And you're not sharing. And you're and you're telling us that you're losing money. So we're mad. Plus, you keep bringing all this negative press in. You keep going crazy. It keeps getting written up in the news. So the mob is the like, guys. I think we're done with you. Makes sense. Um, I would be. There's this famous story where uh, one of the main construction guys who was building the Flamingo was nervous about working on the Flamingo because he was like, I don't want to get me and my guys like involved with the mafia. Just being honest. Yeah. And Bugsy Siegel said, don't worry, we only kill our own. Um, oh, okay. which well, that, I mean, that's encouraging. Yeah, which became true on June twentieth of nineteen forty-seven. <laughs> oh boy! So that's about seven months into uh, the opening of the Flamingo. Yeah. Um, he was staying at his girl. So he was dating an actress named Virginia Hill, mm. and he was staying in her Beverly Hills home, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which is on Linden Drive. I found the address. Oh, it's not nice. in a gated community. I may go drive by it. Please do. Um, I was like, I feel like the tabloids I drive, called I drive, them Vugsy. Yeah, I drive Linden almost every day. Yeah. Look at you. Um, it's so he had a home in like Brentwood or something where his wife and kids lived, but he was staying with his girlfriend because his girlfriend was like, "Oh, you're in trouble. You have to get away from the casino. Come stay at my house for a couple days. I'm going to be in Europe. You can have the space to yourself. Mm. You just do as you will. Just be at my house." 
Just be in my house. Look, just come be in my house. It's fine. There's nothing could possibly go wrong. Yeah. So just be in this room. I'll keep you safe. And he put all these uh, improvements into the house, including a giant front door that was 100% bulletproof. Mm. However, smart boy, flanking the bulletproof door, two giant windows, which they just shot right through. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they shot him a bunch of fucking times. Um, They shot him multiple times in the head. There's this. Did he survive? No. Yes. Okay, just checking. There's this rumor <laughs> that they shot him through the eye because if you look at the crime scene photos and they do exist online, you can go see them. I don't think we're going to post them. They're pretty fucking graphic. They're easy to Google. But literally, his, his eyeball is removed from his head and across the room. Like, oh, wow. That is gross. Yeah, so it's where the whole mafia trope of like shooting someone through the eye comes from is the Bugsy Siegel story, but it's not, he didn't actually get shot through that. He was shot through the cheek and the bullet came out, out his of eye. his other eye. Oh, I see. Which is what projected his yeah. eye out of his fucking body. Gotcha. Yeah, so he was shot uh, multiple times, twice in the fucking dome. Sure, once, sure. Once popped his eyeball out, so he super dead. Um, this crime was never solved. No one's ever been charged Shocking. with the murder. Uh, it still remains. It's not open. They've like closed the case. Are we sure he's dead? No. Was yes. a crime committed? Yes. We're okay. sure he's dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just checking. He is buried in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. His oh. grave says from the family. Oh. The mafia paid to bury him, I think, because they paid to kill him. Yeah. There's also a memorial for him. Works in, on a couple levels. It's yep. a good joke. There's also a, a memorial for him in the Brooklyn neighborhood where he was grew up and set carts on fire. He was very Is comfortable. That, was, Look, he was very comfortable when he died. Is that a good... Oh, oh gross. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty metal. Um, and there's a memorial to him at the Flamingo, uh, which is a hotel in Vegas yep. that still exists to this day that yep. he I don't know if that's a build. good idea. Um, so, I mean, I guess he's an entrepreneur and everything, but he's... <laughs> yeah. Eh. Yeah, so Bugsy Siegel d- died violently and mm. so lives on as a spirit. Yeah, yeah I, I, I saw. Imagine. Yep, yep. He lives in two places. His um, eyeball actually. Where, yeah, one, 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 one on where his body is, one where his eyeballs. There's um, a little eyeball floating around. Yeah. Hey, have you seen my skull? Where's my body? Where's my body? <laughs> um, so in the Beverly Hills home, uh, which is a uh, six bedroom, seven bath, which mm. is uh, oh, estimated nice. to be worth around $12 million. $12 million. Sure, it's sure. right by the LA Country Club, south of Sunset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice part of Beverly Hills, though. Beautiful. Not the part of Beverly Hills I live in at all. No. Um. So they say that the family that bought the house originally after uh, Virginia sold it, because Virginia, like, she came back, she testified against Bugsy, um, oh. she turned state's evidence, and she said that she might have maybe tipped off the mafia that he, he was, was going, going to be, be staying there. there and she was not going to be there. And then she eventually fled to Europe for tax evasion charges because when the FBI, when she turned evidence, they started to look into her finances. She had a whole bunch of fucking money in her <laughs> bank account. <laughs> Interesting. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. Maybe that the, is weird. The oh. same amount of money that maybe Bugsy kind of sort of stole from the Flamingo. Who knows? Um, she, you can never prove a thing, copper. <laughs> she was like a small town girl from Alabama. She got way out of her league. Like mm-hmm. she, I think she committed That's that suicide Alabama or money. like drug overdose Jeez. in Europe somewhere. Like she let a, a her life was not good afterwards. No. She did not have her happily ever after. Um, Roll damn tide. Yeah, <laughs> Bama proud. Um, so so Bugsy. So the family that bought the house from her. 
completely redid the living room obviously yeah there's a and lot of and they said that they stains. would always like feel a, like a heavy energy or like they would walk in the living room and they would get panicky for sure. no reason mm. and it was like them and their pets would just get like very anxious and nervous in the room and then at one point one of the owners of the house said that they saw a man sitting on the couch with one eye who suddenly stood up and then dropped to the ground like he was ducking and like frantically trying to get out of the way and uh-uh. then he disappeared Oh, like well, his, his spirit is much better like, at surviving no, than he was. No, I think his ghost was like trying to get away. Like, yeah, yeah. He, like popped out of his dead body and was, was trying like, to get like, away. Like this Wait. noise, yeah, because he dies laying on the couch. Yeah. yeah, but they say multiple people have since come forward and been like, yes, even the current owners. So these owners, who the first ones who saw it, were like, nope, out, move, bye, bye. So the current probably smart. Yeah, it's changed hands a bunch of times over the years. Been remodeled extensively, um, but people still say that they will sometimes see a figure stand up from the couch and like panicky, like run around the room. Oh, um, and they'll sometimes hear like uh, like phantom gunfire, but they'll never hear the gunfire and see him run around at the same right. time. Like when he runs, it's silent, or they'll just oh, hear gunshots okay. and then be like, "There's nothing in the room." Um, so Phantom gunfire is freaky. Yeah. yeah. So that, especially in like that fucking part of Beverly Hills. Yeah, Those right? are some rich, rich Jewish people who have never heard gunfire. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so the other place that he haunts is one of his favorite places ever, which was the Flamingo Hotel. Sure. He was such a big fan of it. He actually had built his own suite, which later became the presidential suite or the penthouse Whoa. suite of the Flamingo. Um, and it was up until the 90s, it was, they remodeled it, but the a lot of the things in the room were the same. Like the layout was the same. And Bugsy had this very specific taste in that he wanted everything in the bathroom to be gold and lime green. So there's All like right. a okay. lime green toilet and a lime green bidet with like gold fixtures everywhere. Okay. Sure. And all of this stayed the same in this penthouse suite at the Flamingo. So you Packers. could go, sh- so you could go it's a sh- Packer sh- toilet. You could go fan. shit in a lime green toilet that Bugsy Siegel once shot in. That's exciting. That seems worth it. Yes. So people will sometimes see him in the Taking bathroom. Taking a shit? Oh, I no, hope they'll so. see him oh. like oh. walking through the bathroom or they'll be in the shower and they'll see the figure like wearing a smoking jacket walk through the bathroom or they'll be hey, like... Hey, just taking a shit. They'll be like brushing their teeth and then they'll look up at the mirror and he'll be behind them in the mirror. Oh, God. With a knife. <laughs> yeah. Ah! With the Murder! Crazy, with the crazy eyes. Um, Perhaps you've heard... The craziest... Yeah, he does have really intense eyes. Um, and there was a pool table in the living room and they said sometimes like the pool table would like the balls would rack themselves or um, or like balls would bounce around the table by themselves Mm. or sometimes they would see uh, a man in a smoking jacket like standing against the table or like holding a pool cue as if he's going to play pool shitting into the one of the holes shitting on the top of the pool table yeah Um, Uh, again the felt is green yeah gold edges it looks just like his toilet toilet. (laughs) they said that there was like people often complain like it's a really fancy suite but people would complain that like shit was being moved around the hotel room they would always blame it on the Mm. the, The like staff staff, but the staff was like no we don't fucking move any of your shit yeah we don't like going in there because of the ghosts because of the ghosts and people would complain about cold spots and be Uh. like look like why is it so fucking freezing in my room and they'd be like eh, that room's just cold yeah um and then i found one firsthand account of a, a woman who was staying not in that room but on another room and in the same uh level okay and so she got off the elevator and she was walking down the hallway towards her room and she sees bugsy siegel walking down the hallway towards her oh um and um and she like stops in her tracks and then he goes up to the door of his room and he looks at her and winks and then he disappears into the door. Oh nice. shit! Uh, yeah, because he's like a charismatic motherfucker. Yeah, he's a ladies' man. Yes, a ladies' so, man, a ladies' man. 
1993, the original tower, the original uh, hotel was torn down, mm-hmm. and they in that space they built up the new like fucking tower that's there now. Yeah, and it became part of what they call the Secret Garden, which is where the actual flamingos are mm-hmm. um, at the flamingo. So once they tore it down, obviously he couldn't be haunting his room anymore. And that's when they put up a uh, memorial to him in the garden, which is sort of right outside the wedding chapel because um, it's where his room used to be. Right. Um, so now people will see him wandering around the garden. They say like if you, Real go, lost, if you walk around in the middle of the night. No, he's just walking around. He knows where he is and he's just like having a good time, like smoking a cigar, chilling. I love what you've done with the place. Yeah. This one gardener. Uh, quit because he kept seeing the ghost and it fucking freaked him out and he was like nope (laughs) I don't need a gardener job this bad (laughs) Um, I will move yes and there was one very cute story that this couple wrote that they were basically like they got married at the flamingo and they were coming out of the wedding chapel and as they were like walking out into the garden to like take photos they turn a corner and there's Bugsy Siegel and he like winks and waves at them and then disappears into mist oh I thought he appeared in like their wedding photos or something I like that he was congratulating them he's a nice guy he seems much happier in death than he was in life so they the most common place that you will see him is he stands next to his like memorial plaque and winks at people. <laughs> That's what he does. He's like, he hey, just stands there like, it's me. hey, it's me. Hey, it's I got me, a plaque. Me. You hey, got a, hey, hey do you hey, got a plaque? my fucking plaque. Wink. Hey, flamingos. <laughs> Not supposed to live in the desert. Yeah. Guess what? Plaque for me. Do you have a plaque? No. no. I got one. Look at my plaque. Don't. Got one in, in, in New York too. <laughs> yeah. New York, New York. <laughs> New York. Shoulder New York. dancing. Um, so if you, if you are at all interested, you can take a tour. Uh, from Haunted Vegas. Uh, I fucking want to go. Which uh, for $90, oh, fuck. you will get uh, a tour from a local resident, the use of their ghost hunting equipment, and a pizza dinner. Oh, oh pizza for dinner. For low price of $90. Pizza dinner. <laughs> you can go ghost hunting for kind of pizza. Bugsy Seagull. $90 fucking pizza dinner. It better be good pizza. At the Flamingo Hotel. Um, which better brings me to my you. beer. So my beer is called Strawberry Rhubarb. It's yeah. a sour ale from Great Divide Brewing Company. Yes, it is. Which is out of Denver, Colorado. Great Divide is actually a pretty good brewery. Mm-hmm. We've had them a couple times. They get a thumbs um, up. It's a good strawberry rhubarb sour, but the reason that I picked it is because the label is pink and has flamingos. flamingos. It is lousy with flamingos. There's like all the seven flamingos, flamingos on So there. I was like, that's a good mix. Also, it pairs very well with pink pepper, thyme, and walnut plum tart with mascarpone. Let yeah. me tell you some things that you were angry about when you came over, that we didn't have that food prepared. We yeah. didn't know what you bought. Yeah. Did you did you make me fried chicken and biscuits with jalapeno cilantro sauce? No, but I, I did let you, did. you have a piece of Jack Link's jalapeno carne seca beef jerky. In all fairness, I yeah. made you, you didn't salad. so much let me have it as I walked over and took it. Well, I was going to let you have it. <laughs> it's true. I, I made you. I, I could have slapped your hand. I didn't. <laughs> no, know. That's mine. No, no beef for you. Um, hey, no, I think the beer's pretty good. I really like delicious. this beer. It's a, it is a good. It's, it's a really good, good sour, but it's, it's not, not like sour. It's not such a pucker. It's not too sour. I, it's good and though. You get a really good likes, strawberry and rhubarb. Yeah, as someone who likes rhubarb, it has a nice rhubarb flavor without mm. being too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's there's, good. there's and a good strawberryness too. Well, too. I'm, I actually really enjoy it yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, and adorable flamingos. It's Absolutely. Super cute. Well, that's the point on Booze and Brews where Bob gets a pick and winner. Let me tell you what I like. Melissa's orange old lady beer. Let me tell you another good. thing that I like. Um, I like cement shoes. I think that's pretty great. Things I yeah. don't like. Goddamn flamingos. Things I do like. Edna dead husband. But, dead um, husband. Dead husband. Uh, the, the, the Huguenot. The, the winner this week is Vanessa Yay. because she started telling us a story of Bugsy Siegel going to uh, Germany to fight the Nazis and that played an entire movie in my head that I really wanted to see. 
I want to see Bugsy. I shall take down Hackables. Yeah, yeah no. I want. I want to see Bugsy versus the Nazis movie. Hollywood, hear, hear me. Hear me. No. Hear me, Hollywood. It would be such a great movie. If it didn't happen. Doesn't matter. Later. Fuck it. Anyway, you've been hear listening me. to the Booze and Bruce podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, we, we got some new uh, ratings Reviews. and reviewings, which Thank we really appreciate. You. We'll be sending you your special gift. That's right. We do buy your, your love. love on the podcast. Yep, if, not we, above it. No. Submit a review and a rating. Oh, we will wait. mail you shit. I forgot. What? Special gift. Special Guys, gift. I can't believe I almost forgot. You have a special you, gift? Special I gift. I did. I got special. Vamp. Oh, we're gonna. Vamp. So we're gonna get us. Uh, anyway, if you'd like to contact us, please do so on Facebook at Booze and Bruce, and on Instagram at Booze and Bruce Podcast, and at Twitter at Booze and Bruce. And it, we would love it if you would be so kind as to send us an email You're for any a terrible fut- person. Yeah, it's moonshine. I brought you moonshine. Old smoky Tennessee moonshine. Yeah, I brought you moonshine because my beer was only six percent, and it's not a double up. And what is the day of a podcast if we don't get shit faced? Yeah. Oh my God. So I brought it. it. It's adorable. They're the little These single are really serve cute. bottles. They're, They're tiny little mason jars, and they come. There's a blackberry. Yeah. There's an apple pie. And, and one that's just called just, White Lightning. Just called, which I feel like is just lightning straight to your colon. Yeah, oh that's what God. I thought. I was like, yeah. White Lightning. I was like, oh, I can, I'm can. i just going to have diarrhea. Yeah, like pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like we will open these and take sips. We'll make videos and post them on social. But yes. yeah, we have the moonshine too. Yes. So yeah, so thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk about some fucking thing. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's us. Oh, yeah. It's, that's it's, how. It's, yeah. Wait. Till next time. Cheers. cheers.